you know, you're kind of secretly wishing that one of these contenders that you are really between draws that one spot or the 20 spot or some, 17 since it you know, never wins to give you that reason to say, okay, I, that's my reason. I'm not going to pick them. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm, I'm rooting for Tabor to get the one, to be completely honest, just because it's such a problem. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets, racingdudes.com, for all of your needs, racingdudes.com, for all of your leads, racingdudes.com, for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, I'm Jerry Welch, he's Aaron Alterman, it's Thursday, April 28th, and this is Leakers Off, what's up, man? Man, that's the last podcast before we actually know the fields, the draw, the who's who's doing what. I can't wait for this draw on Monday. I'm I'm getting very anxious. Kind of feels like you've gotten to the point now where it's like it's been it's fun to talk about, and then you're like, all right, let's 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 get it going. I'm ready. You're like I've talked this through and through, and now we need to. Yeah, I mean, I I almost called the show today like final derby, but it, you know, it's not. I guess nothing's final until. Saturday, really, next Saturday. But still, by this time, you know, on Monday we see the draws. We know what's going on with everyone, you know, who's entered, who's not. And, yeah, I mean, next uh, next Thursday we'll be in Louisville and, of course, uh, Oaks Eve. And so, yeah, this is uh, the final kind of pre-knowing anything or too much information podcast we're going to do. Next week, obviously, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, thank God, right? I mean, man, I, I was talking to my dad earlier, and he's like, I don't I don't know how you guys have kept it going. I don't know how you guys keep finding <laughs> stuff to talk about. I said, well, believe it or not, stuff happens every day that's relevant. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's we've got some some new stuff this week that we didn't have last week. So, uh, yeah, but I, I am just ready for the draw. I wish we were drawing tomorrow for it. I just I just can't wait to, to actually know where these horses are going to end up. And it's so important this year. <laughs> um it, yeah the, the draw is is huge and next week we'll you know we've been doing the live shows so that's going to stay every uh every day at noon but then also also next week we'll have the annual john white uh blinkers off which probably won't be live due to due to you know technical issues we've got to make you know make sure we get the best quality from from john so we'll we'll do that and i'll be available on our youtube channel so that's a good reason to subscribe so you make sure you see that but the annual derby uh you know it's it's tradition like no other with John White and the and the Derby kind of analysis and we talk Oaks and it's just one of those that you and I come up with about three questions and then we just sit back and listen because we're like everyone else when we listen to this thing we're like it's just amazing it's just great to listen so that's coming uh, you know we'll have a ton of Derby content once we know the fields the guides coming out so I guess what I'm trying to tell you is I hope you're sleeping now because you won't sleep next week no no. Absolutely not. No sleep. 
No sleep until Sunday. We might sleep in Sunday. Although we might go see the Derby winner on Sunday too. So maybe it's Monday when we finally get sleep. So that that's fine though. We're used who to is it. it. Who is who are we gonna see on Sunday? That's the question. That's the question. That's why everybody's tuning in. We're gonna help you over this next well for the last month and over the next week. That's what we're here for. <laughs> no shit, man. Okay, well, yeah, let's just get to it. It's a little bit like last week's show. Uh, maybe a little more in depth in terms of what we know now, but today's show we're just going to discuss the latest uh, updates and news from the 2022 Kentucky Derby contenders, including Taba's final workout. Taba had a workout, his final, his one and only workout prior today. So we'll talk about that. What we thought about that? Uh, you know, are we looking at possible pace meltdown? What's the pace kind of shaping up to be? Now we have Classic Causeway in the race uh, or back in the race, I should say. Uh, what long shot should you, you know, should you use to try to juice up your uh, tries and your supers? Let's talk about it all right here, right now. Let's go. Epicenter has taken the lead, both inside Zozos, that Pioneer of Medina, and Call Me Midnight. Coming past the 16th. It's Epicenter, who's kicked away now from Zozos. Pioneer Medina will be third best. Epicenter wins the Louisiana Derby. There's an eighth of a mile to go. White Aborio takes over from Simplification. Charge it with the late say down the center. 16th to run. White Aborio almost home. Charge it shifts ground. White Aborio still there. And White Aborio wins the Florida Derby for Safi Joseph Jr. A final furlong. Cyberknife. Here comes Secret Oath on the outside. She's still two legs behind. Cyberknife. Secret Oath is not going to get by. The Arkansas Derby winner, and his name is Cyberknife. It is early voting, trying to take them wire to wire here. Early voting in front. Mo Donegal comes on through down on the inside to grab second. It is early voting in front. A challenge here from Mo Donegal. Early voting, trying to hold on with the 16th of the finish. Mo Donegal bearing down on the outside. It's Mo Donegal and early voting, and it is Mo Donegal. Moving by the quarter pole, Emmanuel, the leader. Smile happy now takes aim from the outside. Here's Smile happy to take the lead from Emmanuel into the final furlong, and Zandon is running late. Zandon has moved through all kinds of traffic from the back of the pack, and he is now taking command in deep stretch. It's over. Zandon wins the Toyota Bluegrass. And Messier has taken the lead at the quarter pole and quickly pulls away from Forbidden Kingdom. Tabor running a giant race on the outside. Three sixteenths of a mile to run. And it's Messier and Tabor 1-2. Forbidden Kingdom five behind. Inside the eighth ball. Messier, Tabor running lights out on the outside. And here's Tabor getting the upper hand in the final stages. The run happy Santa Anita Derby goes to Tabor. All in line and ready for the start. They're off. Kentucky Derby. We're just one week out from Kentucky Derby 2022. Kentucky Derby 148. Almost here. We're almost for, you know, it's, it's Oaks Eve a week from today. Derby, obviously, is what the main focus is. $3 million race, 20 horses. We're trying to think. We've been talking this, to, you know, we cannot talk about it more. So we're in a final, a final push here of updates and news and analysis and, and theories and just strategy you name it we're gonna talk about it right here we'll kick things off with today's big workout i mean it's like i can't think of a, a workout at least in recent uh memory that more people were interested in 
And even people like us who don't necessarily take a lot of stock in workouts, you still, even when you saw the time, you're like, well, I need to see it. I need to see what that looked like. See what he looked like. Thoughts? Well, I mean, it didn't look very good, but they also said he's not a very good workhorse. So what can you really take of it? I think the biggest takeaway from it was it happened, right? I mean, he just needed a work. Um, you know, he was working with a maiden claimer. It looked like he had to be ridden pretty hard to get by. But again, they, they said it two or three times. They said it's it's what it's exactly what we wanted. And he's not a very good workhorse. So, you know, he's not going to impress you, I guess, out there in the mornings. It's certainly... It wasn't great. Yeah, you're going to get up on the screen now here, and uh, we'll, we'll take a look at it here. Let's take this. I'll take that off, yeah. Sorry. Uh, it, it You'll see it now. This is, a like I said, the workmate is a maiden claiming horse, uh, and, you know, he breaks off about a half length or to a length behind him, and it basically takes a whole stretch for him to, to kind of get by him. He has to be ridden pretty hard. Um, you know, it, it's, it wasn't a great-looking work. There's just no way around him. Um, he did kind of level his head off late and uh, kind of seems like to get going late in the work. So that was good. But um, there's nothing in here that's going to make you like, wow, he, he's ready, you know, after this. Yeah, you know, it, it, the one thing about it that struck me is that, I mean, he did everything. Like, there's nothing bad about the work, but it's also not like, it's not spectacular. He didn't draw away from this horse that, is not, you know, I think he's a maiden claimer is what uh, I saw. Uh, it's not, I mean, when he's asking him to run here, boom, he puts him away. He puts his head down and he's all, he's all business. And he barely asked him to do that. So, I mean, it's all great signs. It's not like he just would not get by him. He did, but you would like to see him draw out five, six links past him and just kind of cruise. And that would have kind of given you. Now, when you look at the times, I saw, you know, someone mentioned uh, on here, but like, it's exact. It, if you look at times, it's, it's identical basically to what he did pre Santinia Derby. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's almost, it's exact same thing. So obviously you shouldn't be too concerned about it if you like that. But I, 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 I also don't, I don't know, like when you watch it visually, especially when you have to take into place all the other aspects of, well, is he too tired? You know, why is he, you know, this is only one workout. We're only going to have one workout. This was it. Is it, does it gas him too much in that sanity of Derby? You know, you just don't know. And like you say, with, with him being a bad workout horse anyways, it, it just, I don't know. Like I mentioned on the live show today with the Derby stuff, it was just like, I feel like I didn't learn anything <laughs> from it. You know, I, I was on Taba, and I'm pretty much just going to stay on him, I think, at this point, just because I like him too much. But maybe I won't bet as much on the win side as I planned on doing. Let's put it that way. I don't think you should jump off of him. I think that's the right decision. Again, the biggest thing that had to happen was he actually worked. Worked, I yeah. guess I should say. I mean, he just needed to get out there. I don't really care. You know, obviously, if he, he went in 116, it wouldn't be great. But... I didn't really care what he looked like. I just needed to see a work out of him. And so he did. And and like I said on the live show today, we got two days before he has to get on the plane. Let's hope he gets on it. Let's hope he comes out of it all right. To me, that's why they worked him today and not Saturday. Let's give him a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of minutes or minutes, couple of days to how he does he cool out? How does he come out of it? Things like that. Hey, Kenny, it's uh, it's uh, the horse name was American Admiral. 
Um, it's American Pharaoh sire um, horse. Huge. I mean, damn nice looking horse. Give him that, right? Look at him. His horse towers over Taba. Um, but American Admiral is the name of the horse. So, yeah. And, and you know, you, you kind of you go back and you watch um, the Santa Anita Derby. And to me, it's similar in a sense that, you know, it, you kind of you kept on waiting and waiting for him. You're like, okay, maybe he's going to run second. You know, right here, you think, okay, well, he's running. And then he, once he puts his head down and kind of looks like his dad, like we talked about, go watch Breeders' Cup Classic, by the way, with Gunrunner 1. When he puts his head down, it's like game over. And he kind of makes you wonder, even though you only saw a glimpse of it in that workout, and maybe it wasn't overly impressive him drawing off, it doesn't really matter if he, who he's running against, he's going he's gonna to do this, you know? So that's he, has, he, he puts his head down and he... And he He's all business, and it, to me, I still have to believe that's what we're going to see from him. I don't see anything that says we're not. He does get really low to the ground once he gets serious, and that, that is like gunrunner trait, like his dad like said for sure. One thing, you know, uh, and and we watched the San Diego Derby live and on a little TV at Keeneland, but I didn't realize how small this horse is. He's a he's not a big, giant horse whatsoever. Uh, the, the workmate today made him look like a midget. Uh, and you watch that replay there, and Messier is a much bigger horse as well. Not that that means anything one way or the other, but I think, you know, when you're watching works and you watch a horse gallop, sometimes the bigger ones are a little more flashy. And he's he's certainly not flashy. That's that's not how I would describe him at all. But look, the bottom line is he's had two absolutely exceptional races, and if he runs back to those two races, none of this is going to matter. He's going to win. And so it's to me, it's like, I don't have him on top, but you're, you're throwing him off of your ticket at your own risk. It's just, he could make you look dumb one way or the other. To me, he is the epitome of a defensive use in this race. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't, I just don't see how, because I believe, and I've said it all along. I do. I still think he is all things, you know, being equal he obviously has issues injury issues or whatever but he's the most talented horse in the race and i will stay by stand by that and i'll argue with whoever wants to argue with me epicenter is a very close one b there um and i think it's that those two really frankly like messier is close but he's not there so even if he doesn't have a, a you know if he's not 100 percent, i don't think taba needs to be 100 percent to at least compete in this race and have a good yeah. shot to win. Maybe he loses. You know, if you remember, you go back and watch. Not, I don't want to compare him to Pharaoh because obviously Pharaoh did won the Triple Crown. That's why I hate when people compare him to Justify. But Pharaoh's derby was easily his worst, you know. He just won that because he was the best horse in the race. And now, again, I'm not comparing him to Pharaoh yet. Let's we'll see. Um, but you still wonder, like, even at the class alone – could that carry him through here in terms of him, his ability, at least enough to where top the stretch, down the stretch, he's right there, you know, and we'll see. But I, I, have a, I find it hard to believe, like, he's spinning his wheels and going up the track. I just, if he's in the race, I feel like he's going to show, he's going to show up. It seems to be, yeah, I, it seems to be that's how it is, right? I mean, that's kind of how I've, I'm looking at it. If they enter him, he's probably going to run pretty well. You know, and it, and it could be a situation you kind of talked about it earlier today. 
maybe he shows up in Kentucky and he runs really, really well. And then it's like, how in the hell can he run two weeks later? You know, if he's having a little bit of trouble getting, getting back into it, which he should after a huge race like that, but then you're going to have to run huge again. Well, then you got two weeks. Maybe that's when you can play against him. I don't know. I, I again, I just think you're, you're playing with fire trying to leave him off. I just think end of the day, he's very, very talented. He, he's, he's some kind of a freak and you just kind of have to, you just have to play him and, and, and bite the bullet, so to speak. I, I, I just think it's very dangerous saying, well, he's not going to show up. I don't I don't think we've got enough proof uh, here to say he's not going to show up. I, yeah, I, I think I, I still feel very confident. I, I, although I will say Zandon, you know, we want you you talk about horses stock up and down. Zandon keeps going up for me in terms of I like him more and more, um, especially if I wish I could like get a preview of where he's at. <laughs> uh, like on the first turn, you know, because then I would I would feel a lot better about it because I do think if he's in a good position, he is going to be dangerous. I know you, for in particular, you keep getting closer and closer to Zandon. You, you know, you, you I think he's maybe started at five and he's gone all the way to top one or two for you. Um, so talk a little bit about that, but also this pace situation, you know, with Classic Causeway now back in the race. You know, we we lost. Um, you know, the other, you know, Zandon's table mate, but we also got the, the other speed back in Classic Causeway, Messier. There's so much, even if you don't get to the lead, there's so much early speed or early horses that need to get position in this race that it kind of makes you think that like the first half mile is going to be pretty quick. Sub 40, you know, sub 47. I mean, with Classic Causeway in the race, I think we're going to get a decent pace here. I don't think it's going to be overly fast, but there's a lot of horses that want to go. Um, so yeah, I, I, I certainly think Zandon, uh, can make a little bit of sense, but the big thing about it is I don't care how good he looked. It's just, you're going to have to be better than last. You're just going to have to be, you can't follow the last again. If you watch the bluegrass, he looked like he was going to sit more towards the middle and he got kind of shuffled back and he, he just, he was last on the turn. Um, very good uh, turn of foot on the turn. That's very important. But I think Flavian's going to have to give him the country house type of ride. I think Flavian's going to have to get him a little more involved. Uh, I'd like to see him in like 10th instead of 18th, 19th, 20th. And if he's sitting there, I think he's got a shot. Like I said, he's he's proven in his last three races, he can make a move on the turn and then he can still finish. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all going to depend on the posts. You know, if some of the other contenders get get bad posts on Monday, I could see myself picking Zandon. I'm I'm not far off of it. He's not number one as of right now, but he just keeps kind of getting better uh, with each day. It's like, yeah, he's pretty good, and yeah, they've kind of made the right moves with him, and they've kind of built him up for this race. So uh, I think he's definitely uh, one of the main contenders out of the. You know, and there's there's four epicenter Zandon. Uh, Taba, Messier. It's going to be one of those four, and I think the post is going to go a long ways in determining who I uh, end up picking. I, I really, I've never liked a horse more, and also kind of secretly maybe wish that he would like draw the one hole just so I could like be like, okay, 
That's that's the I don't because I, I feel like I need one of these horses to draw the one spot so I can they can help answer my you know my question uh, because it you know that or maybe Barbara Road will get the one that I mean that's maybe the horse that belongs to the one spot but um, it kind of make you know, you're kind of secretly wishing that one of these contenders that you are really between draws that one spot or the twenty spot or some seventeen since it, you know never wins. To give you that reason to say, okay, I, that's my reason. I'm not going to pick them. Yeah, I mean, that, I'm I'm rooting for Taba to get the one. To be completely honest, just because it's such a problem. You know, he in it, if he draws the one, well, it's like, well, now at least I feel a little bit better that I didn't pick that horse to win. You know, I, I'm hoping somebody like that gets the one. <laughs> I, I it, listen. A lot of times, it's like, oh, I don't don't let any of the contenders get that hole. I know. No, no. This year, it's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <Let them have. laughs> because it's, it's, you know, usually, like I, I said uh, earlier, when you get to this spot, you might say the draw means everything, but you know who you're picking. I truly don't right now coming into this. I really don't. Um, and like I said, most years, you've got a pretty good idea who you're going to pick, Well, no, no matter where they draw. It, I'm with you. I really, I mean... I. Here's the thing. I, I went from the that day after uh, the Santina Derby with Bluegrass when we were there. I mean, I was like, hey, Tabe is my horse. I picked him to win that race. I'm picking him in the Derby, you know? That was locked up. And then as it's gotten, as we've gone down this road, and you start to realize how hard it is for a horse to to do what he's done. And, and you look, and then you look, compare him to justify numbers and realize, well, maybe he's not, I mean, he's not justify, you know, when you look at the numbers of justify entering this race and it's like, he, he, there's so much stacked up against him, And I just need this race to, to run and draw and run. So I can, so I, I feel like in a week's time, I might end up on Mo Donegal at this point. I don't know. I don't think so. No, that's not <laughs> I don't think you're going to end up on Mo Donegal. <laughs> Um, I, I did think this was very interesting. It was from, I don't know if you read, if you read John's article yet this week, and this is mm-hmm. um, props to, to John who does uh, the weekly articles for expressbet.com. Go make sure you check that out. Uh, again, John will be on the show uh, next week. So if you want his analysis, that's a show you must watch. And honestly, I don't make a single bet in the Kentucky Derby any year without getting his analysis and helps when you are friends with the guy, but listen, so he's a big thoroughgraph guy. And I don't know who listens to the show, who else is. And I like to look at all the numbers, but so I'll read it directly from his, uh, his analysis. So Tabor recorded a thoroughgraph number of minus a half, which is the lowest of the field of the Kentucky Derby in the Santa Derby. The number uh, in his debut victory was a two. So epicenter has not got a two or anything at all yet. He, he's got two and a half. He's recorded a two and a half twice. First, when he won the Risen Star, and then once in the Louisiana Derby. So, t- Epicenter's two best races don't even match his debut, Tapa's debut, which is a, a, was a two. And then he got a minus half, which I say is like, if you want to, when you look at Thoreau's, a two and a half to compared to a, a negative is huge. Anytime you can get a, a horse just at a, a three year old at this stage, in the negatives and the thoroughgraph number, because obviously the lower the better with thoroughs, that's huge. I mean, that's a big time number. Now, if, if you want, if you're like looking at that, I mean, I think Messier, I think what it was that Messier had like one and a half maybe on both his starts this year. So, I mean, it's not if, if you're looking for a, a, 
a horse that you can maybe rely on a little more. He seems very doable uh, to, to kind of stick in that range once again. And if, if nothing else, he could improve. But yeah, Messier to me is the one that, well, yeah, uh, one and a half thorough graph for, uh, for Messier, according to John's article there. So still an, another horse that's a whole point better than Epicenter. So well, you just kind of you just kind of wonder, you know, this makes you think how good, you know, are we going to see like the, you know, we look back to Pharaoh's year, Pharaoh, Dortmund, R, R, you know, RIP to him, man. That's crazy news that Dortmund passed away today. Dortmund, firing line, all California horses, they were the class of the race. It kind of makes you wonder, are we going to see a, a Taba Messier exacta here? I think that's why a lot of people are starting to get on Taba, including John White. If you looked at his rankings, he actually moved. Ta- or I'm not. I'm sorry, Messier. A lot Messier of people are starting yeah. to get on Messier, and if you look at John White's rankings, he moved Messier ahead of Taba this week. And it's like, well, Taba had the hiccup, but let's look at Messier. And I get it. And and honest to God, this is not a, a, a to throw shade on thoroughgraphs. They've never ever want not one time helped me pick a winner ever. I don't know what it is. I've never had any luck at all with thoroughbreds. But when you look at the time forms, Messier ran a one twenty four in the in the uh, Robert B. Lewis, and they ran a one twenty two in the Santa Anita Derby. And then you look at Epicenter; he ran a one eleven in the Risen Star and a one sixteen in the Louisiana Derby. So Messier, two clear numbers better than Epicenter. Let's look at Taba. A 119 for his maiden special weight win. That's better than anything Epicenter has done just like thoroughgraphs. And then he got a 124 in the San Diego Derby, obviously better than Epicenter and uh, right on par with what Messier did in the Robert B. Lewis. So the, the figures match up thoroughgraphs and time form. They've come to the same conclusion that these two horses out in California are faster than everybody else in the race. Uh, a matter of fact, if, if we're talking time form, the third best overall number comes from Early voting, he got a 121 in the wood. He was number three. Uh, and let's see, Mo Donegal got a 120 in that race. And you might think, well, well, you know, Mo Donegal won. Why has he got a lower number? Well, pace is involved. And if you set a hot pace and hold on, you get a better time form number. So that would be why he's a little bit ahead. And then Zandon with a 118 in the bluegrass. That's next. So we just mentioned four horses that have better time form numbers than the favorite epicenter. Yeah. And, and did some, I think I saw uh thoroughgraph figure. So according to thoroughgraph uh, is each number on the, on the sheet represents a performance rating arrived by using time of the race, beaten links, ground lost or saved on turns, weight carried uh, and any effects wind conditions had on the time of the race. So it goes into a lot more detail and with, with those, you also you can have a winner have a higher thorough than say the second place horse. Whereas buyers, you're always going to have the winner's going to have the highest buyer. So you know what I mean, and so yeah. on and so on. So in these in these, it's a it's a way to reflect like value, so to speak, um, where you can compare apples to apples, maybe in the, a better way. But like you say, all, like all these numbers are you know take with a grain of salt. I mean, I think we know that by now, but. You know, if John if John White relies on him like he does now, and, and he's a, obviously he's a huge buyer guy. I mean, that's what he grew up with. Um, that tells you a lot there, and I think it just more than anything, use him as a, as a little bit of a tool. You know, you don't have to be like 
only like he's lower. So I've got to use him. It's just more like if you're kind of leaning one way or another and you need that, you know, if you're leaning epicenter versus Taba and you see that negative half, negative half to a two and a half in the Louisiana Derby, you might say, Hmm. Cause even if like, even if Taba regresses off the Santana Derby by those numbers, he still competes. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. It, it. And and it's the same with the time form and they need to be within a certain range of each other, right? Like Taba is 124. And then uh, I see people talking about why Barrio, his best is 112. That's when that range is like, yeah, that, that gap's a little too far right there. Right. Uh, but you know, 124, 118, eh, he comes down now to your handicapping and who's going to get the better trip and who's going to get the better setup, et cetera. So I, I agree with Jared 100%. If one horse has a 124 and one has a 123, yeah, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, it, it's close enough where you don't need to, to worry about or stress about that one number. But, if you know, in, in Thorough if they're three away from each other, that's a big gap. If they're 10 away from each other uh, with time form or buyer, that's a big enough gap to be concerned. I've seen this asked a few times. I'll give uh... – shoddy the shout out since we give her so much shit all the time about barber road uh does messier shut down in a stretch battle that's kind of the question that a lot of people and, and myself included you kind of wonder he gets atop this i don't i don't necessarily think there's going to be a concern i don't doubt that he's going to be in the lead at the top of the stretch i really don't um but when he gets headed by epicenter taba white barrio whoever it is Mo Donegal, I mean, if you, who like uh, Zandon, I mean, it, is he going to fight back? And I just don't know that he is. You know, hasn't done it yet. You know, that's, just, that's all. That's, that's all I can it, right? really comment on it. Right? Uh, to me, he just hasn't. He hasn't shown that fight. You have to think. You have to think somebody will head him. You know, I see Bree saying, "Ah, maybe it's Zandon." Well, Zandon, Epicenter, Taba. That's it. <laughs> Somebody's gonna Nate, one of those is I mean, maybe they don't all fire. One of them is gonna fire. I, it, you know, I, I to me, if he wins it, if he could just get clear and they they just can't ever get to him, then then he's gonna win. If if he gets headed, I think it's more of a second or third place horse. That's where I'm at at this point. But you know, he was extremely flashy in the Robert B. Lewis. That was a big time effort. And, you know, it kind of just came crashing down a little bit in the San Diego Derby. But like I said, get out in front, ride him as hard as you can. Maybe that last 16th of a mile uh, extra, last eighth of a mile extra for him, it, it does the trick. Horses are tired and he's not, and they just can't quite get to him. That's, that's what he needs to hope for. And that's why I think with him, not the rail, but give me an inside position, five through nine, get him to the front, get him out on the rail, get him ahead and just pray that they don't come to you. That, I mean, that's that's how he wins it. He's speedy enough to do it. It's just a matter of how do you draw, and will he break well and get there? The concern, though, is how how cheap is the speed of Classic Causeway in this race, you know? You know, do you, do you let him go out knowing he's going to come back, or do you put it to him fearful that – you let him out on the lead, he's dangerous out on the lead on alone. That's the concern. And then what does that do to say Messier 
Um, or if Messier also wants to go, I mean, JV knows a thing or two. John Velasquez knows a thing or two about getting a horse to the front and just going the whole way around. Is he, is he going to say, well, piss on you. If you want to go with me, that's fine, but we're going to go fast. So that to me, those two horses are the two that are the most intriguing when it comes to, I don't know for sure who's going to be on the lead and who's going to want it more. Yeah, that's just it. I think Classic Causeway, they're going to kind of just say, go on, and, and you can have it out there. But there's enough speed to where they're not going to let him get, like, two links clear, right? Like, maybe Messier doesn't do it, but maybe it's Zozos that says, yeah, I can't go out there. Maybe it's Epicenter. He can run, you know. So maybe it's 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 something like that, you know, where, where it's like, yeah, I mean, there's he's the fastest one, but there's other horses with speed. They're not going to let him just get away. Um, you know, summer's tomorrow. Maybe he goes out on a suicide mission as well. I think what happens is there's no question without any doubt who's going to go to the front. That's classic Causeway. And then some of these contenders that are actually real contenders, like the Messiers and the Zozos of the world, even a Taba, even an Epicenter, they'll kind of judge what's happening in front of them. Oh shit, he's out there and nobody's with him. Well, we better get a little closer. So who is so first of all, let's I mean, we talked about this pace a little bit. I mean, how how concerned are you of of pace? Do you think we're gonna see, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but in terms of a horse that you like or don't like, I mean, what are you gonna want to see from this race in terms of how it's gonna set up best for, you know your horse right now my horse is epicenter (laughs) it's getting shakier with every day but it is for the moment i mean for him you just like to see a couple horses go out there ahead of him and he just sits the same trip as louisiana derby and and rolls by him um i think it's going to set up perfectly for stalkers i really don't think the closers it's not going to be a great setup i don't think they're going to burn it up i think it'll just be kind of a moderate pace i don't think any of the horses that are going to be on the lead can hold it. And I think your Messier's epicenters and Tabas are going to be right there. You're going to turn for home and those three are going to have a sprint for the, for the win. I, I think uh, that's exactly how it's going to set up. So, so epicenter is going to be the favorite. I don't think there's a doubt there. Right. I mean, he's, he's, while he's been silent, it's, he's oddly silent, right. The whole thing. It's just like, you need like you we've we've talked about how boring this horse is for a favorite of the derby you know it's like well okay and that, and that might be like why ever you know you kind of want to try to beat him and at the same time it's like well should you you know maybe he's just better um so he's the favorite what do you think like four to one somewhere yep. around there yeah i think that's probably what you'll see um zandon i i kind of I, the way this is going with taba i wouldn't be surprised if messier is lower than him. They might be close. Really, I think they'll be close. I, I think Tava's. I think you're getting every bit of five to one on Tava, six to one maybe. And there lies the problem with me picking Epicenter, because Tava and Messier are probably going to be like six or eight to one. It's very playable horses. They, should, <laughs> they shouldn't be that. And Zandon, that's like Mister Guitar thinks Zandon will be the favorite. I think he's going to take a lot of money. And, and that's a good problem. point. Maybe he does. And, you know, if not, if he's very close. And that's, that's, that lies the issue with 
that's not the issue. If you, it, the why, you know, why Taba and Messier look juicier and juicier mm-hmm. uh, as we get closer. That's the problem because I, Zandon, it's like I'm sitting here going, man, I, I kind of like to pick him, but I kind of have this feeling too that he's just going to take way too much money than he needs to take in this spot. Um, and, and that's not, and again, when we say that, it's not like we're saying, well, he too much money, so there's no way he could win. No, what we're saying is when you got four horses you're trying to side between, you're going to lean to the ones that have the better odds, right? And I'm afraid Zandon might take too much money. And if it's this here, whoop, there you go. If it's this epicenter, four to one, Zandon, five to one, Tava, six to one, Messier, eight to one. It almost forces my hand to pick Tava or Messier in the race. Wasn't, uh, was he higher than that? Wasn't eight, didn't you get eight to one on, on, uh, what's his name last year? On Medina Spirit. Was he eight to one or was I think he higher? He was than nine that? to one. Okay. He was single digits, but I don't. I think he was nine to one. Yeah, that it, it, this that becomes a problem. I mean, I get four to one; it's four to one, but he isn't Pharaoh. He isn't Epicenter. I mean, you know, like yeah. he isn't Justify. He isn't I get they were a little lower than five to two or so, three to one, depending on what you know. But I just four to ones. I don't know. It just seems like it, it's too low. It, Messier to me. I'm gonna have if 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 that's if that's what it's at, I'm gonna have a hard time picking between Tapa and Messier. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he one was, is sorry, Medina Spirit was twelve to one. 12 oh, to was he? I thought he was single digits too. I okay. thought he was too, but I just yeah, I just got looked up and it was twelve to one. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned something, and it's a good point. He Epicenter has a has a great shot to win. But he's not Pharaoh. He's not justified. He's not Nyquist, even. You know, that talking about how likely he was to win that race going into it. Nyquist looked really good. Uh, you know, California Chrome, Pharaoh, Justify. Yeah. We, we, we choked down five to two, three to one on those horses. I get Epicenter might be a click better at four to one, but boy, he's tough to swallow at four to one. He just is. And, you know, Mattress Mac last year, he, he made Essential Quality a heavy favorite. And uh, he it, supposedly he's betting a lot on the favorite this year. It's just he's not a standout. He's he's not. Um okay, so I'm trying to go through some of these questions. Yeah, I think everyone's the comments are going like crazy, like we'd love yeah. to see. All right, let's let's talk. So I'm with you. I think a lot of us on the team are, are on the in agreement that it feels like it's gonna be a somewhat chalky on top race you know i don't know that any of us are picking i mean eight to one that might be in terms of that if we're if we're going off those odds eight to one is probably the highest we're going on top you know eight to six eight we'll just say four to eight to one but and even underneath i mean on the exacta it maybe you're going crazy but let's go through some like some horses that you know maybe depending on draw or what you see their morning line at or whatever that you're starting to open up to a little bit in terms of using, uh, you know, on your tries. It might make this thing pop, even when if you get Taba or Epicenter or Xander or whoever home. Yeah, I mean that's that's the, the kind of the goal here. You gotta you gotta try to find somebody who's gonna be a decent price for third. I I, I bang the drum of Zozo's a lot, so I'll, I'll keep it going there. I think he's got a great shot to kind of get up there, get in position, and just hold on for a piece of it. 
Um, you know, I think he's going to need some help from the horses from behind a couple of them, maybe not to get through, uh, but you know, he's going to get great position. He's another one that the pay or the post is really, really important for him. Um, but if he gets that position, you know, he kept running in the Louisiana Derby. He was able to gallop away from pioneer Medina in the stretch. He was able to, you know, close the gap somewhat on epicenter late in that race. So for me, it's Zozo's. I think he's going to be that 20, 25 to one shot that, that kind of has a shot to get up there. You know, I, I, I think there's, I, I think Cyberknife is the other, I mean, I know they're both Brad Cox. Cyberknife I've been against and I keep kind of going back to a little bit in, in one of those that you feel like I dismissed too much and then maybe he could hit the board. You know, obviously Mo Donegal, I think I'll be using him everywhere on the on the bottom half. Of course, he's not a huge price. Um, I know you're a little bit more, well, you're probably a lot more against it, but, you know, assuming, uh, you know, Pioneer Medina gets in, I think that horse underneath at a huge price uh, I could possibly get on board with. And the only third and fourth spots, I doubt I would put in the second spots. But, you know, I, if you kind of are going off of, what he's done in the past he's been running against epicenter twice and now yeah he's not been close but he also hasn't completely embarrassed himself either so hitting it underneath there could be possible i think he has enough early speed to where he'll be around uh late at least but yeah i mean you got to get creative on these underneath horses because you have to look past kind of the reasoning and hope that they come home and that's why you know we put we love playing uh, and honestly, we should have had it last year. I, you know, I still lose sleep over the try we didn't hit with Medina Spirit because we had the horse on top and we messed up the, and I messed up the underneath. And, you know, you got to get creative with those horses underneath. Uh, and I think that this year you have an opportunity to go light in that top spot. Take your opinion, press it, and get kind of creative underneath. Yeah, I think that's what you have to do as well. Uh, and, you know, you probably should throw one horse that's just kind of dumb in there because just you never know. There's usually one that comes into fourth or third. If you're playing the super, it's like, oh, my gosh. We had the try, but that super, we never could have got that horse. So uh, in that fourth spot, you have to get real creative. Uh, you know, I see a ton of people talking about White Barrio, and he seems to be getting ignored a little bit, not in this chat, but as far as the hyped horses. He's one, if he floats up, to that 12 to 15 to one mark yeah he makes a ton of sense underneath i don't think he can win he makes a ton of sense underneath he should not be 12 15 to one i saw somebody said hey eight to one or better sign me up you're getting it you're not you're not going to get under eight to one you're going to get it so if you like him the price is going to be there for white barrio he it just depends on his odds but he makes a ton of sense at, at, at a longer price like 15 to one I wanted to tuck on this talent a little quick, uh, D-Sauce. Um, he's at, talking about Epicenter. I think I would take 4-1. to one. And I want to be clear on something. If you like Epicenter, like you love this horse you have, pound that. Because when are you going to get 4-1 to one on that horse again? And you Listen, you're looking at two guys who pounded the shit out of American Pharaoh and Justify at, what, 5-2. to Because we're like, when are you ever going to get that price on these horses again? Mm-hmm. And we did, and because we heard that, but we were super heavy on them. You know, we we were very confident. And if you're that, if you're that kind of confident on Epicenter or name your horse, don't, especially this race. This race, more than any race in the all year, maybe in the world, 
where it's so easy to let someone talk you off a horse or let, you know, or as you think about it more, you become less interested or I'm not going to bet as much as I was going to or whatever, like four to one's four to one. I mean, if you love Epicenter four to one, when this horse has been much, much lower than that, I like, so I just wanted to be clear, like, just because we're saying like, I don't know if I can play four to one Epicenter. It's because we aren't necessarily huge on Epicenter. Well, the bottom line is if if Tava draws one one or two and Messier draws like sixteen and Epicenter draws eight, I will play four to one on Epicenter. I'll be the first to say it. He will be the pick. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's I again I, I I can't stress how important this draw is. It is so important this year. And I it always is, but this year it is really, really important. Listen, Steve says five on his try, five by five by 19. Yeah, I mean, I think even I would have to find a way to like, I would leave out someone in the second spot. I guarantee you. I know I'd hit the top spot. I, I think I could hit the third spot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the second spot, there'd be some random horse. That's the thing, too, about the Derby. Sometimes you got to get weird in that second spot just because, yep. um, you know, that could really screw things up. Or you might sit, be sitting there thinking, why not just play like a hundred dollar exacta on Tava and Messier? Call the day, bam! There's your you're getting eight to one and six to one on those horses. I think they're the two best horses. Boom! I mean, it maybe not maybe isn't that difficult either. I think this one is easy as far well easy for it, the sake of a derby as far as the exotics go. I really do. It's just trying to get the right horse in the right spot, but I don't think you have to play 19 in the third spot. I think you got to go two over three over about six for the try. Here's a horse. Get there. Here's a horse that you talk about a horse that's, and, and it's like, why the barrio isn't getting any, any talk. This horse certainly isn't because he got beat by why barrio and that's simplification. I mean, we haven't, and I, and I'm myself, like, we haven't talked about this horse at all. Not, I don't even know if we've mentioned him on the live shows the last two times. I, that's how far down he is. But going into the Florida Derby, simplification obviously was, you know, like, well, what can he do here? So is there any interest on him underneath? Not much for me. I don't have any idea what he's ever going to do. And that's problem number one. Will he be on the lead? Will he stock? Will he be, I mean, will he be dead last? I mean, we've seen him do everything. Uh, he doesn't break well consistently out of the gate. Well, you could lose it in a second. If he doesn't break well here, it's over. His chance, get to the lead or on the lead or close to the lead. He's got to get out of the break. He's got to get that Florida Derby type positioning he cannot do much with the fountain of youth or holy bull type positioning it's just not going to happen maybe fourth i I just can't see him getting into the try you know fourth fifth sixth he kind of is like a great candidate to finish like eighth because he's really consistent but he just doesn't have a lot of flash he doesn't have a lot of finishing power it just kind of seems like he's going to be in the middle of the pack to me but i have a lot of respect for him i just don't think he he's quite good enough um, over under $65 for a buck and exacta definitely would go mm, so, lot. Let's see. So in, back when authentic one, the exacta paid. Yeah, it was, that was a $2 exacta paid for $41. And that was authentic over tis the law. Yeah. Uh, it, it might be under. 
I can't. Although last year you had, you know, that exact it was better. You had, a, what was that, $500 because you had Medina over Mandolin. Yeah, it was huge because you had two huge prices. I I can't see it being over 65 bucks for an exacta. And even like the Justify year, Justify over Good Magic, which was, you know, three to one, say over 10 to one Good Magic, mm-hmm. uh, that $2 exacta paid 60, $69. So, you know, it's possible um, for sure. I, I'd say right in that $60 mark is, is probably fairly likely, especially considering, you know, we're, we're talking, if we are, if you are playing Tabor Messier, for instance, you're getting better price. You're not getting the favor on either one of the exactest. So I think you're going to get 60 plus on it. Plus if you want to, if you really feel confident, pound it, that's what we like to do, pound it. And then you can just, you can make that return three, four or five times it. Yeah. I, I think for a dollar, it'll pay about 35 for the California exacta one way or the other yeah yeah and like I said you pay, play that for ten dollars that's 350 bucks if it comes in so <laughs> there's money to be made right there uh let's see what, who, what else you want to talk about here any questions comments uh Gosh, any take ho- your pick. there's so many uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, anyone I'm, you put on there i'll I'm, answer <laughs> i'm surprised we haven't had any many charging questions you know he seems like the wise guy horse we talked about him a lot yesterday on the show um imagine charge is gonna work has he got a schedule work probably this weekend yeah yeah almost all the horses will work on saturday i think messier is due for another one on saturday as well uh yeah both todd horses uh you know uh, zandon uh has got one most of them will have one more and it'll be either friday saturday so uh, yeah, I mean, Charge It certainly is one that's going to catch a ton of people's eye. He's going to be the wise guy who's coming into this thing. He's got a lot of talent. We'll just find out. We'll find out. I don't think he can improve enough in this race to do it, but uh, I do think he's one that he's got a lot of talent. You're going to have to watch for him. He's going to be. He's going to make some noise at some point uh, on this Triple Crown Trail if he stays healthy. Who is a horse that? Who's one of your horses that is like top flight, you know, 15 to one you're expecting or lower who you're just 1000% adamantly against ain't happening. Don't twist my arm. It's not going to happen. Like if I say, Hey, we're going to throw this horse in our ticket on our guide. You're saying, no, we're not. Is, do you think tis the bomb's going to be 15 to one? If he is, then I, I would totally agree with you there. Maybe I, he might be in that fifteen to one range. Yes. Do you think Cyberknife's going to be in that fifteen to one range for the Derby winner, Arkansas Derby winner? Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, I don't like him very well. Um, it's hard because I don't know who's going to be in that range. You know, we're t- and I know you don't either. We're taking guesses here. Uh, those two. I think they're going to take money, and I'm against. So the, that would be the, the answer to the question. Um, you know, I think Smile Happy is another one that might be like that 10 to 1 range, and and I I could see him hitting the board, so that's not I'm not going to answer him. But, yeah, Tis the Bomb, Cyberknife, those are horses that they get bet down under 20 to 1. You don't really want much, much to do with them. They need to be a big price to be bet in this race. Crown Pride, where are you at with that horse? Uh, he's not for me. He's not for me. <laughs> 
And that's that's listen, I, I'm not gonna talk you off him if you want to bet him. I, I I understand Japan's been dominating. He's not for me. I'm not gonna take the UAE Derby winner until they prove it. He you know, he could beat me this year and maybe I'll change next year. It's never done me wrong before. I'm not taking him. I, he's not he's not one for me. So I'm looking at let's see here, I'll share my screen. I don't know that I I mean Crown Pride is gonna have to beat me. As well, I don't have any interest in in using him. Um, I mean, and I get I get why people are. I'm not bad mouthing people, talking down to people. I'm just saying he's not for me, right? Oops. Like rattle and roll, for example. People always that was one that just came up every time he ran in a prep, and I'd say the same thing. He's not for me. So right now, you're looking at AM showers, sixty five the high. Showers, it says, on Thursday. So all day Thursday could be possible. That's great. And then uh, Friday a.m. showers. Then, of course, Saturday is is clear. So I to me, I don't... It'd be, six, you know, it'd be a, little, a little cool, but I don't necessarily feel like there's any concern here that you need to be handicapping one way or another versus for, for, for rain. No, and again, it's it's too far out. Number one, and and number two, you, you just you can't worry about that until it happens. You know, many times we see forecasts and it's gloom and doom, and it it doesn't. There's nothing that comes of it. So, I'm not yeah, not too worried about it. Um, you know, I don't think we've ever been there for a three day stretch, Thurby through Saturday, and it doesn't rain one day. So, I know, right? Surely it'll rain one of those three days. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, even uh, even the year uh, Justify's year, they oh. kept saying, "Well, it's gonna stop. It's gonna stop." You know, and it shit, it got worse. It got that, worse that the, long, the more the day went on. Yeah, that year was incredible. They said they said ten o'clock it'll stop noon for sure. <laughs> Never did it poured the whole day. It was disgusting. And that was the thing about that horse. Like he, even with all the things up against him, and that's another thing too. It's like, if it does, and again, I mean, surely Taba can't outdo the outcome, you know, overcome that as well. Right. Rain and all (laughs) the first and, you know, justify was able to do so um, that year. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if it does rain, the horse, Definitely is going to be Tiz the Bomb when it comes to overplayed. That horse is going to get a ton of play because of his yeah. turf pedigree. Yeah. yeah. I think Zozo's becomes a stronger play with that Munnings pedigree. Um, yeah. People are asking, you want to talk about the Oaks real quick? Yeah, might as well, right? We've talked, we've, you know, I, I always want to say, like, you know, don't want to beat a dead horse here but i feel like that's bad to say that for for a derby race but <laughs> still we've talked about it we've talked a lot about it right so let's talk about the oaks we you know we you know we haven't talked a ton about the oaks and really you don't necessarily until the, the draw for that but so who are you what's the who's your oaks horse the o kathleen o you really like her huh give us your o face everybody kathleen o show us the o face I, I love that horse. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> so you're super you're super on her. Yeah, it would take a lot to for me not to play her on top at this point. Um I, I like Echo Zulu. I think she'll run better, but I think the O is able to 
runner down. Secret Oath, I, I maybe gets third. Uh, I'm not too worried about her. Nest, I, I am. That's one I maybe could go for. But uh, give me the O face, Jared. I'm going Kathleen <laughs> O on top. <laughs> give me the O face. Um, yeah, you know, I, the more that we've gotten closer, I, I was not necessarily against the Kathleen O, but I wasn't uh, necessarily totally on her. I think Secret Oath didn't do herself any favors in the uh, in the Arkansas Derby. I think she might be up against a little bit here. Echo Zulu didn't impress me in in her last race. Kathleen No, man, she's been she's just been awesome. Just you can't. There's not, really not a lot of holes in her game right now, and. You know, Shug, when he's got a good one, he deserves it, right? Nest Nest was nice. Nest, Nest was scary. Yeah. For Todd Pletcher, the Nest horse kind of came out of nowhere. Not really know out of nowhere, but kind of last minute addition, I I would say, that when she you know rolled in the Ashland. And we've seen this before with Pletcher and Malathot. We're kind of waited, boom, boom, and then wins the oak. So Nest to me. I'm with you. I think I like Kathleen No on top. Uh, that's one definitely I'm, I'm waiting to, to handicap until uh, the draw for sure. But I, I'm a kind of at, I'm against Echo Zulu at Secret Oath. I'll just say that. No, I, th- I think they're gonna. I mean, I'm not like I don't want to say like I don't like them, but in, from the top spot, I'm not necessarily leaning on either one of those. Yeah, I, that's just it. I, I I don't know. The new writer makes me excited about Secret Oath a little bit. I like that Luis Saez gets aboard. That's certainly a D Wayne Lucas guy. He's won some big races for D Wayne, and and certainly I think Secret Oath is going to improve. Uh, I, I think Secret Oath has more early speed than what she's shown. Uh, I thought I think that's been the biggest problem with her rides. Uh, you know, even the races she's won, it's like I, she wants to go early. So I think she can sit a little bit closer I, i'm interested in her um i'm not gonna leave echo zulu off a ticket because if she gets sharper off that effort she could make you look foolish in a hurry but uh yeah end of the day kathleen O, I think i think it's gonna be awfully tough and I, i'm with you nest is gonna be listen that was that was very impressive so we'll we'll see you know what can happen with nest but give me the o any any prices that you're considering at least underneath things like that, that, you know, no, I think it's fairly straightforward. I would be surprised if, if we get an upset of any sorts here. Um, I did see earlier today that uh side note that uh doppelganger and Newgrange are coming for the Pat day. And then a dare manor who was an Oaks horse. That's what made me think of it is going to run in the eight bells. So those those are the, the California invasion going on at Churchill, and the Actine, the Actine invasion, I should say. Ah, uh, there you go. I also read today that Jack Christopher is probable for yeah the, uh, Pat Day Mile. So that's kind of cool. That's Remember I, him? I have no expectations for him. I have no idea if I'm going to even pick him or not. But it's kind of cool that we finally get to see him after we picked him to win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year, and he scratched, and we never got see see him. So it's nice that we'll get to actually maybe maybe see him. Picked him in the juvenile. You picked him in the first round of the fantasy league, and you know he's been one hell of a one hell of a. <laughs> you knew that's what you said when you drafted him. I thought you said Pat Day. That's what we're thinking about the Pat Day as a starting point. Yep. And we'll see from there, right? I think that's what that was the plan all along. All things, all systems are go. Yeah. Right. Well, we're excited <laughs> for the Pat Day. <laughs> right. 
my first round picks in the on the turf now, so don't worry about it. So well, the problem with 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 uh, you know Jack Christopher for fantasy league purposes is even if he wins the Pat Day, where are you gonna go? He's not he's not a Belmont horse. He's probably gonna go to the Woody Stevens and take on your horse Wit, and we'll have a great <laughs> battle for five points. For five points. <laughs> yeah, at least mine was in the fifth round. You know, my Wit horse, anyways. So you got you had to pay for the, the first spot. Yeah. Um, could it be possible that we, me, you, I don't know if you, how much your gets are, are like overvaluing the Echo Zulu's race or over devaluing Echo Zulu's race? Like, could she just go out and be like, hey, remember me? Like, I'm really good still. And you try to beat me and I, you know, I won. Yeah, that's why I'm going to put her on ticket because I, I agree. It, it, that could happen. We've seen her be pretty darn brilliant, right? Um, she'll run better but we've also seen two-year-olds when they turn three they're just not quite like they were because other horses have kind of caught up to them and so that's the question if you believe in echo zulu still you're just saying ash needed race she'll be fine if you're trying to go somewhere else you're kind of look at it and saying well i still think she's good but i think they're i think they've caught up with her and they can beat her here um, so that's where I'm at there. I, I've heard a lot of people say Kathleen O might be like five, six to one. So that's another reason. It's just like, well, it's worth taking yeah. a shot. If Echo Zulu is going to get that down offshore, I think Kathleen O is like five to one. So, oh, okay. Um, right. that might be where people, but yeah, it, it, I mean, a, a cat, like just imagine like a Kathleen O to Messier or, or Tava, um, double there. If you're playing the Oaks Derby double. A five to one and a, and a six to one or something that would pay for sure. So, and if you're slim, you're playing that. <laughs> you're playing, you're playing all the random doubles for sure. So, um, I don't know. I, you kind of wonder if you, you might. I don't know. My my concern with Echo Zulu is that I'm uh, I'm devaluing that race too much. So I need to be careful with that. And, and again, you know, draw doesn't mean as doesn't matter as much in the Oaks, but it's still going to tell you a little bit more about what's. Uh, how you're going to expect this thing to go? Um, I don't know. Any any other thoughts here before we thoughts on hidden connection? Gosh, you know, I texted you that day. I said, "Thank goodness it was hidden connection trying to run down Echo Zulu because if it was anybody good, she would have lost." And I stay, I, I stand by that. I don't think hidden connection is very good. I, I may think she's all right, but I don't think she can win. She's not for me. I agree. Uh, she's never been for me. She's not for me. That's not, I don't mean that. If you're betting her, great. She's on the rattle and roll and the crown pride list and uh, yeah. that stupid Roman source that everybody liked that never could win. Not for me. That, and, and, and Art, you say it, and that's exactly what I, yep. kind of the point I was making. It was like, thank goodness it was Hidden Connection trying to run her down because if it was anybody good, they'd have, been, they'd have cruised right by her, Echo Zulu, that is, in that last race. And yeah, I mean, Hidden Connection just, it, it feels like it's always one thing, you know, it's always, well, you know, she did this and did this. And it's like, no, I, and and part of it is I, I changed my pick to her in the, uh, <laughs> I had Echo Zulu and I think we were, we were there and I changed my pick from her to Hidden Connection and I, I've never forgiven Hidden Connection for that. So, well, they, um, they I'll, I'll never pick like- her again. They all said about Hidden Connection, oh, it was a terrible trip, you know, in the, in the Breeders' Cup, but it's like, Okay, she got beat by like 30 million links, right? And then last time or the next race, it's like, well, it was her first out. And it's like, yeah, okay, but she got beat by some really bad horses. 
And then the Echo Zulu race, it's like she's back to get beat and you couldn't get by. I'm sorry. Like, I don't buy the whole, oh, Echo dug down deep, part of a champion. No. <laughs> they just couldn't. She just couldn't get by. So I don't know what's going to change here for her. It's, I mean, I'm just going through horses here, so don't. But you, Geary, I mean, is that, you know, the winner of the the fantasy? Like, is there any interest there? Yeah. I don't I I hate that horse. So, no. Um, this horse I hate to turn her loose. I don't think ugh, the horse is any shot. Terrible no. horse. Yeah. No, thanks. Desert Dawn. Um, she won the Stanton Oaks. Yeah, can't. Can't get no. behind her. That's why I say I think the Oaks is like, whoa, way top heavy. That yeah, top four or five, for good, they're gonna be tough to beat those horses. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't. I. I think you could. I would even. I wouldn't be against playing if you wanted to like twist my arm, just playing Kathleen O and Nest. I get why. I, I would. I mean, I would love to have Echo Zulu on it, but if it, you're talking about like if we were doing a thin ticket, Kathleen O and Nest, those are the two for me. Give the O face. You give the O face much? Uh, not lately. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Anyways, so that's it. That's we it. we will be we we'll be back tomorrow for uh, at noon. Talk more derby noon central live with all the whole team at racing dudes to talk more derby. Maybe some oaks thrown in there. We'll see. Um, and again, all hands on deck next week. The Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Oaks. They're almost here, folks. All right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for free picks at our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News premium button in the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Remember to go get your hands on the inside track to the 2022 Kentucky Derby wagering guide. It's an all-inclusive wager guide. For the Kentucky Derby, May 7th at Churchill Downs, features in-depth analysis of all eight stakes on the card, including the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. But you also get bonus race by race analysis and betting suggestions for the entire Kentucky Derby card, plus bonus analysis for Friday's Kentucky Oaks. So you want to see what we'd like there? Get that as well. But it also will include an exclusive bankroll wagering article from yours truly. And, of course, my guy right here, Aaron Halterman, only available in this guide. Horse capsules for each of the 20 horses of the Kentucky Derby and top four consensus picks from the entire team at RacingDudes.com for all the stakes, not just the Oaks, all the stakes on Oaks Day and all the stakes on Derby Day. Full guide will be available next week. Pre-sale is on right now. We have tons of people already buying that. You'll be the first to get it when it is available. Go to RacingDudes.com and go to the products page to get that. Speaking of bonuses you can get, the subscriber-only tournament is back tomorrow. So if you, have not, if you are a subscriber or if you're considering subscribing, you get the guides for free, great. But you also... Get invited to play in these bi-weekly tournaments that we're playing with horsetourneys.com. You can play against myself, you can play against Halterman, Samich, uh, Dr. Miranda, Magic. We're all playing in that. If you are a subscriber, just go to the dashboard, hit the button there. You'll see it down on the bottom and go enter. Play for cash prizes, $150 cash, uh, uh, $150 uh, site credit at horsetourneys.com. It's tons of fun. We'll do a live stream for it tomorrow as well. Uh, while the, you know, the, the final races are going on. It's a lot of fun. So if you are a subscriber, you are invited to this, make sure you go sign up. Uh, just go to the dashboard there uh, to do that. Right now, before Friday, uh, I believe what it's probably like around 2 or so central time starts off, 2 or 3. Um, I haven't, I haven't I looked just, at the schedule yet. 
I just bought in. Uh, it looks like the last race goes off at 4.32 Central. So I would say from 3 to 4.30. Probably. No, what time does it start? Oh, it starts at 2 o'clock, 2.05. 2 Central? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so make sure you, you sign up before 2 o'clock Central time on Friday. RacingNews.com, your destination site for all free horse racing picks. To all the major horse racing tracks, we're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dude, Instagram and Facebook. You can check out all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen to podcasts, as well as our YouTube page. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, thank you. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit like. Make sure you leave a comment. If you're not, what are you doing? Go to YouTube right now and find us, YouTube slash Racing Dudes. Get in on the action. Tons and tons and tons of Kentucky Derby content available now and also upcoming Speaking of what's upcoming, the Magic Mike Show, they just did Golden Gate Field. So if you're looking for a little handicapping action for this weekend, they did Golden Gate uh, Late Pick 4 with Matt Dinnerman. So Matt Dinnerman's on the show as well. So if you want uh, his insight, uh, as long as long along with the Magic Mike guys, make sure you go listen to their Magic Mike Show right now. We, again, we have Kentucky Derby coverage tomorrow. We'll have more videos coming out. Of course, the draw is on Monday. We'll do a live stream for that. We'll be doing the John White interview on Tuesday, I think we're going to do. The dudes at the road on Wednesday to the Derby. I imagine we'll find a way to get on. I mean, it's, again, do you do, you do crack? Like, what, or do, what do you think? Coffee or crack? Whatever, one of the two. We're going to have to. Are they we're different? Have, <laughs> that's true. What, the, what, what you order, it's not different. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen what you order. It's 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 crack iced crack is what you order. I think is when you order it. So that's right. That's right. That keeps me going. That's how I. That's how I I, I. I can just be happy all the time and be here talking to you lovely people, and and being in a good mood. That's how. I I don't want to jinx it, but are we seeing a love connection on our on our chat here between Shoddy and Dennis? I think we've set something up. I have been. I haven't really been paying attention to what oh, you've been saying. I've been trying to follow it. I think we may have played matchmaker tonight, and that's the greatest accomplishment of the show, without any doubt. We can, we should definitely try to make this happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm for it. <laughs> I'm so <It's>, for it. <laughs> I, I don't want to get in the way. I don't want to get in the way of this. No. Maybe we can. Ex- no. If you need, if you just email us, if you guys want to exchange contact information, we can. Uh, <laughs> give it the old face, Dennis. Give it the old. I just started it. <laughs> Give her the yeah. oh 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 drop another in the comments. <laughs> no shit. Shotty's like no, and he's like yes. <laughs> Shotty just left. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like I've, you guys have now crossed the line. This is over. Well, Barbara Rhodes two weeks following you guys. Yeah, Barbara Rhodes one thing, but. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis is another. She's dropping oh, the up. Uh, all right, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna. We. I wish we had a clip of that so I could play the O face clip. But you know, we Art's don't. gonna adopt Shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was for you. I know you love that. And actually, that may have been a little bit for Dennis, because I know he probably knows who that is. So, um, anyways, all right. That's all. That's a wrap. We'll be back tomorrow. Live show, noon central. Uh, the live stream for the uh, handicapping tournament. Make sure you sign up for that. We'll be live for that as well. So, 
hope you like our pretty faces because we are on a lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially Halterman. He's he's like the face of the racing news, which I think is scary. Oh, by the way, we are uh, if you're gonna be at the Derby, your dudes are gonna be on uh doing some live stuff with uh our friends over at uh XM and Mad Dog and I think NBC uh with uh with our boy Patrick. So we'll be doing a live show there with them at the Derby. So I don't I haven't known the details of that yet, but hit us up. You know, thinking of Patrick, we need to get him on the show so he can talk to Dennis and Shoddy because he, before he was into sports, he had a, like a love connection show of some sort where people called in and he's tried to solve their problems. Yeah, he he uh, he would be a, a huge assistance for this, this situation, I feel like. I, I believe so. I believe he would be excellent for what we're looking for. And look, and then you have Art. He's ready to adopt Shoddy as a twelfth grandchild. So you, so now all of a sudden we've got Dennis and Shoddy's a couple, but they also have a grandfather already. That's right, lined and up. We're gonna, so we're, we're going to bring them on a therapist next week. So we're it's uniting really, families. Yes, we're changing lives. This is a family show. <laughs> this is great. I feel, you know what? We may not give you the Derby winner, but I. You can feel better about your life after you watch one of our shows. So you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome, Shadi, and you're definitely welcome, Dennis. So, yes. Hi, guys. <laughs> Best thing we've ever done for you, Dennis. <laughs> no more hands. All right, I'm Jared Welch. <laughs> He's Aaron Alterman. Oh, man. I I don't know. I don't know. This, this, I wonder how we still have a show sometimes, honestly. <laughs> Good luck this weekend, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 